They're not just showing me the ugly side of their life. They're also showing me some, there's, there's, if I, if I just kind of root around in there, there's a treasure in there that's waiting to be found. And every time I find it, that person comes alive and, sure. and is better than he ever, you know, ever was before. Your life, your journey starts now. Hi, welcome back to the Journey Coaching Podcast, where we care deeply about real and authentic relationships. This is Terry, and I have sitting with me today, Travis Colder. Travis, welcome. Hey, thank you. Glad to be here. Good, glad to have you here. I was going to try to introduce you and say what you do, but I know you wear so many different hats. How about if you just kind of explain to the, re- the listeners what's going on? Yeah, sure. So, um, first off, I am uh, I work at a local credit union here in the area, and I am a commercial loan officer there as well as a, a kind of part time. I do construction management for that that side of things. So, in addition to that, I have a wife. Um, five biological children, an adopted daughter who just had a baby. So technically, I'm a grandpa. Wow! And um, I also serve uh, a network of house churches that we helped start here in the area. And I'm on several boards, so there's a lot going on at wear, any given point. You do yeah. wear lots of hats. Yeah, I'm trying to get rid of a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> None of the kids or the wife or anything like that. I was going to say, now, wait a minute. You might want to be specific. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, one of the reasons that you, we, you know, we talked about you coming in today and talking with our, with our listeners. Um, I think that the, the topic that we talked about doing today was coming alongside someone who is hurting and has had tough circumstances. I guess you've had some experience with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Um, we there used to be a joke when we were in college that I had a sign that was hanging around my neck that would say, "Hi, my name is Travis. Please tell me about the traumatic events that happened in your life." <laughs> oh my! And uh, you know, because I would I literally be going to school at Kirkwood and I'd sit down and talk with somebody, and sooner or later they'd you know be telling me about something that was going on in their life that was you know not very good. And, you know, I'd be getting involved way deeper than I ever planned on being. And I used to um, not like that because, you know, uh, you can get into some pretty deep conversations with people pretty quickly. Um, But over time, it's kind of become a thing where uh, apparently people tell me that I'm good at um, walking alongside people who have difficult things going on in their life and... um, just kind of helping them through that. And so just thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about what that looks like oh, and sure. and how how to do that. And you know, one of the things um just to kind of jump in, you know, um I have a I have a good friend of mine who is fantastic. I mean, he is what you would look for in a leader in any given situation. But when I when I when I first met him, um, he really had no place to live. He was ended up living up in my attic when we first moved into our house and was living with me. And, uh, you know, just had a lot of uh, different parts of his um, life that were just not quite as put together as maybe some of the rest of us um, would expect. And it was really cool over a season of years uh, just being his friend, um, 
being, a, you know, talking through different things with him, how much growth kind of came in that relationship in, in his heart and even in mine, to be quite honest with you, um, just by loving somebody who has things going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that sometimes when we talk about um, coming alongside people with difficult paths or diff- difficult histories, one of the things that we, we think that we need to have some sort of like really in-depth education, be trained for it. And I work at a credit union. I'm not, you know, trained um, in any sort of like counseling or therapy or anything. And and it, and I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not qualified to be a therapist, but I've seen a lot of growth in people just by loving people where they're at. Sure. So... When, how did how did that come to be? I know you said that when you were in school, people would come up to you. Is that when it started, or or what's the history? You of know, that? I think so. I think that um, we we were when we were there was a season of my life where I lived in Kansas City, and we and that's really how I also became involved in um, starting house churches, which is how our house church network kind of came to be. But we were involved with a group of people who spent a lot of time um, actually. I'll tell you a funny story. Um, probably one of the the most uh, quality relationships I have in my life is a guy that I met before I moved down to Kansas City who lived in Kansas City. His name was John. And John has a lot of cool qualities to him. But one of the things that he would do um, when we moved down to Kansas City, he actually lived there. We met him before we moved down there and then um, got his contact information. We moved down there. And he lived across the street from me. And so we would go over to his house. And every single time I would go over to his house, he would have this. I, I used to drink a lot of soda back in the day. And he would have this bottle, this glass of Coke poured for me. And I would come down and I would sit in, uh, in his living room. And I would tell him just about whatever was going on in my life. And there was nothing that you could tell John that wouldn't shock him. There was no question that you could ask. There was literally, um, you know, there was no, there was no rules. There was no boundaries. You could tell him whatever, and he would just love you and talk to you about whatever it was you were going through. And so, um, when that was a really transformative thing. And in the midst of that, I fell in with this group of people who, um, were uh, starting churches, kind of like what we do now, and they really emphasized this one-on-one relationship, getting to know people. And so I got a lot of experience in the process just kind of having people do it to me, right? Um, there's this old saying that um, I, I learned from an Af- I've been to Africa a couple of times, and um, the first time I was there, that this old man in a village one time sa- said to me, "You can't, um, you can't. How did he put it? You can't give away what you don't have, right?" And right. so, um, I think a lot of it started with just different people who came along and invested in my life and would listen and just love me in all the places where I was messed up and didn't have my life together and needed some encouragement or some advice or whatever. And they would just kind of sit there, listen, you know, help me through things that I would normally panic through. And when I realized that it wasn't so bad to talk to them, it just kind of became easier to do that with other people. Sure. You know, you use the term quality relationship. Yeah. Um, 
Can you, for anybody who might be sitting out there on their couch listening to this, yeah. um, who doesn't understand what that means, what would how how do you define a quality relationship? Oh wow! So, number one, um, you want to make sure that the relationship is safe, right? You want to make sure that the people that you're you're pouring your heart out to can hold a secret and keep it. And I think it's kind of become a running joke. So now I tell everybody, everybody, whenever they first start to tell me something, they're like, you can't tell everybody this. I'm like, I'm going to take a lot of secrets to my grave. It's, right. it's okay. <laughs> so, so safe in the sense, I mean, obviously physically, but right. also emotionally. Yeah. And, and that it's somebody that, especially if you don't want that, whatever it is that you're going to be talking about to, to get out that you can tell that person, you know, it's not going to get out to everybody that you know. They're going to hold your confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also, you know, I will, that's, that's really the, the safety part is the main one that I'm looking for. And you only find that out by developing a track record with people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, you're only going to know if you have a safe person by kind of giving them little bits of information and seeing how safe they're going to be with it. And then as you find, as you kind of figure that out, then you can know whether you can trust them with a little bit more, right. a little bit more. So, so looking at it from the perspective of the person who wants to help someone else, mm -hmm. then that's one of the first things they need to do is to consider how safe am I as a person? Right. Can I keep confidences? Yep. Can I, can I hear something that's maybe tough and not share it with everybody? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now the other, the, uh, one of the other skills that you're looking for is, you know, and, and you just got to look for it is, can I tell this person something and it's not going to overwhelm them or shock them? You know what I mean? I wouldn't want, if, you, if you've got somebody that, you know, struggles with a particular thing similar to you, or you've got somebody that, oh, I don't know, that just would, would you, you wouldn't want to talk about your kleptomania where you're stealing things from people with somebody who is horribly shocked that you could ever, you know, steal something and right. wouldn't want to talk with you again. Right. Um, you know, I always recommend um, just because a lot of times when you get into hearts, it's so sensitive. I recommend that guys um, talk with guys about things that guys deal with and that ladies talk with ladies about things that ladies deal with. So in our churches, for example, um, when we, we meet as churches, but then we get together one-on-one -on -one or sometimes, you know, two or three people will get together and they're all groups of guys or all groups of ladies. And it's not that ladies can't help guys with things that there's, that they're going through or that, um, you know, guys can't help ladies, but we found that, you know, just to protect marriages and, you know, when you're sharing things to the heart, it gets really sensitive really fast. Right. And so I always recommend that. Um, but then, um, you know, I look for somebody with wisdom, especially mm -hmm. somebody who's been down a road that I'm trying to go down and maybe can speak into that. And that's really, that's the hardest part. Um, Hardest how? It's really hard to. So it's I I know from experience it's really hard to receive feedback from somebody who's further down sure. the road. Sure. And then it's also hard to give feedback to people, and and watch what they do with it because right. when you're when you do come alongside somebody, say you are the person that is going to come alongside someone, I would say you know, 
50% of the time, at least, they're not going to actually, they'll nod their heads and say, oh, yeah, that sounds great. But they won't actually necessarily do what what right. you're telling them to, right. you know, or, or take the advice that you give them, even though you can see it really clearly, you've done it before. Um, so for somebody looking for someone to come alongside them, you need to ask yourself, are you willing? Some people just want to be heard. Right. You know, they just, they're so lonely. I mean, the, the statistics tell us that even health-wise, people are dying mostly because they, they're they lonely in right. our culture. We think that social media and, and you know, all the ways that we communicate are bringing us closer together. And the, the statistics will say to us all day long that we actually feel more lonely and that people are actually, we're in a health crisis because people are dying from loneliness. Well, and I think it's, it goes back to that building quality relationships. Absolutely. Because it's the quality relationships, having people in your life that you can trust and that you can kind of, it goes both directions. Yeah. I'm guessing you have some quality relationships where sometimes you feed into them and sometimes they feed into you. Absolutely. And I guess one thing I would say is um, you that's another criteria that you look for in somebody to come alongside you or you come alongside them. I don't believe in a mentoring or coaching relationship where the mentee or the person being coached doesn't have the right to say, well, what about you, Travis? You know, I, you've been challenging me about this, but you're the, the pot calling the kettle black right now. You know, um, I just don't find that healthy or realistic or the way our society actually Right. Really expects relationships to work. We're, I think in general, people are kind of done with people from on high giving advice and and just being followed without also seeing them receive that same advice back and right. being able to take it. Well, and we've been talking a lot in generalizations. Yeah. Um, I'd like to get a little bit more specific for someone who might be listening. Let's let's just assume that yeah. in your house church or in your your work, yeah. somebody comes to you and says, "Man, Travis, I just lost my job." You yep. know, or, or my husband just lost his job or something like that. How would you then help that person? Well, so, oh, you know, it, it, it just depends on the person, right? But so let me think back to the last person that did this. You know, we had we had somebody call us just because they were they were struggling. And um, I'll, I'll, you know. We'll, we'll change the names to protect the innocent, but but Bob was just really dealing with um, you know a lot of tough issues in in, in his life, and um, he you know we kind of knew it. We kind of had somebody else say, "Hey, Bob's really struggling." So the first thing we did was we just went to see him, mm -hmm. and we just sat there and listened. I think that that's probably um, for those of you listening. I mean. Have it, being willing to just sit and let someone talk and not stop them. Hear their story. Right, exactly. And it's, I think that sometimes when we try and help, when we think about helping people, we forget that our advice is not what necessarily helps people. Right. Our ability to hear them so many people are struggling with just not even being heard. They don't feel like their job has heard them. They don't feel like their spouse or their family has heard them. They just feel unseen and unheard. And um, it's just so critical just to be able to listen to somebody and let them talk until they get 
everything out of I think that's their, really yeah I think that's really great advice in fact when you um, when you give advice too quickly right. in a situation like that you you run the risk of having somebody feel like oh okay well they don't really know the situation and here they're right. offering advice or right. or well they don't really care about what else I have to say they're right. just right telling and, me I'm wrong and and I think that that's you know I think that that's the thing people want to be well-meaning and give them advice but so often people's problems aren't really their problems, right. right? There's there's aches of the human heart that go deeper than just, I need an answer for my job or whatever X problem is in my life. And so, um, yeah, it's just so critical. Um, so, so then, so we listen and we listen until, you know, they get everything off their chest and then we start digging in you know sometimes there's a practical thing right sometimes it's how can we help this person find another job but a lot of times it's okay there's real issues here that have been building under the surface and it's just the job you know ending that really is bringing all these other issues right. to the surface right. you know so what I use I use whatever the presenting problem is and then I start fishing for what's really going on underneath the surface of this person's heart that's really causing the pain. Um, because again, we could give them a Band-Aid to put over a bullet wound, but until we you know, fish out the bullet, they're not gonna get any better. Right. You know? And so then we just see where that goes. And you know, again, not a therapist, not qualified, but I've lived a little bit of life, I know you know, what makes a marriage work or not work. I know um, what keeps me healthy in any given day. And so, you know, I just start talking about what works for me. I, a lot of times, try to involve other people in that process so they're not just getting one person's perspective, but a couple other people's perspective as well. At what point would you refer somebody on to a professional? So I, I so number one, anytime somebody's contemplating suicide, you know, that's, that's a good indicator that they need to get a hold of a professional. Um, I usually, um, recommend people get a hold of a therapist, especially when it involves something that is really deep and needs some time and attention that I can't give the energy towards, um, to dealing with. So, you know, if, if you've got somebody and I'm just going to pick a random, psychological ailment but if you've got somebody with you know disassociation disassociative identity disorder that is way beyond my skill set and takes a it's lot above of your time pay grade, right huh? yes absolutely <laughs> takes time and energy and and a lot someone very very skilled in order to deal with it and so that's not to say right because you're going to that person whoever that person in need is going to you know is going to need the therapist but they're going to need people to still walk right. with they them besides the therapist and... yeah and so that doesn't mean I don't still come alongside of them and encourage them and and the other time you know the other time where I I just I know it's time is if I feel like somebody is not really taking to heart my counsel um and I've given it to them three or four times um, I will say to them then, hey, I've given you the same advice three or four times. You don't seem like you want to do it. Maybe you should check out a counselor. And sometimes, I know that this sounds kind of business and transaction-like, but sometimes people value the time and advice that they're getting if they're paying for it 
more than if they're not. Sure. And so I'm not going to give somebody something for free that they're not going to value. You know, I've obviously I've got some other hats that I'm wearing. That I gotta, You've got other things. Yeah, to do. that I got that I got to do. And so that might be another scenario where sure. we say, hey. You know what? There is some great counseling at places like Keys to Living, sure. um, and just send them to make a connection with them there and and have them help them out. So we we talk at Journey a lot about authentic relationships. You mentioned the word quality relationships. Um, we find it important to do that, but. For the person sitting out there, you know, maybe the, the man or woman who's sitting on their couch going, you know what, relationships really can stink. Yeah. <laughs> How, yeah. Why is it important? What would, you, what would you answer there? Well, so number one, you weren't designed to live alone. You just, you just weren't. You just absolutely weren't. And relationships are hard. I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that they're not going to get bruised up and, and hurt in a relationship. But I find that um, when people find safe people to share their hearts with, that's when the weight comes off. So do you want the weight to come off or don't you? Because if you do, if you've got stuff that you're struggling with, you got to find somebody to take it, take, take, help you take the load off. And, you know, it's kind of like I have this unwritten rule that I follow with everybody is that if you've got something in your teeth or if you've got, you know, something hanging from your nose and I'm going to tell you because I can see it and you can't, right? Well, that's unknowingly that's what a lot of people are going through is they have something going on in their life that they can't see. Right? And hiding it or or you know, not having other people in your life at a deep level um, all that is, is that's keeping people from seeing it, especially healthy people. That's keeping people who are healthy from helping you, you know, take the stuff out of your teeth or take the booger out of your nose or whatever, however you want to. Can I say booger on the podcast? Is that allowed? We're good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, that's the, that's the reality is you don't know what you don't know. Right. And when you say, I don't need anybody else in my life to help me through the things I'm going through. What you're really saying is, I have conquered every area of my life and I don't need any help. I think we can all say that that's not true. The, the thing is, is getting to the place where we're willing to open up our hearts and our lives to um, other people. And, and for that, I would say, you don't know what you're missing. You've probably had bad relationships out there um, you've probably been hurt by some people, but there is a world that is different than you would ever expect. I, I, I saw this quote today, and um, hopefully I'm not inserting a quote where it doesn't belong, but it said, the fact that there's fake money out there does not mean that there's not real money out there. That's an interesting right? quote. Yeah. You know, the, the, the idea that all relationships are bad because I've been in some bad ones good is kind of like saying, I've only seen fake money, so there must not be real money out there. Right. And that's absolutely not the case. There's, there's fake money because real money exists, right? right? And so... You may have been hurt by some relationships in the past, but the reality is there are good relationships out there. There's just happens to be a bunch of counterfeit ones out there as well. 
Well, and I, you know, I think in Mike's experience, I've seen that when people um, get something off their chest, you know, something they've been maybe bottling up for a long time, there's a fear in letting go and opening up and sharing that kind of thing. There's a fear that as you do that, it's going to hurt even more or that the other person's going to take it the wrong way or they're not going to be supportive. And that's, but if you, if you are able to share something that's been bothering you with a friend, somebody who, who really cares, what I hear people say is, oh man, that feels so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I guess the one thing I'll say, too, is for for those of you who may be on listening who are stronger, right? You've you've conquered some of the things that that you know, overcome some things. You know, we there's a story in the New Testament um, uh, that I tell people a lot. And actually, Jesus told it. And he talks about a guy who went and sold, he, he found a treasure in a field, and he, um, he, when he found it, it wasn't his field, so he hid it, he buried it back in the ground, and he went and sold everything in, um, everything that he had to buy that field so that he could have the treasure, okay? And so one of the things I've always operated on under is this idea that if we want to find the treasure in people, mm we're going to have to buy the entire field, right? So there are people out there, and this is why I'm actually really, really, probably why I've got, um, why I have so many of this, so much of this going on in my life is I'm convinced that every single time I, somebody opens up to me, Mm -hmm. they're not just showing me the ugly side of their life. They're also showing me some, there's, there's, if I, if I just, kind of root around in there, there's a treasure in there that's waiting to be found. And every time I find it, that person comes alive and, sure. and is better than he ever, you know, ever was before. It's a great analogy. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it. When you talk about these, you know, we talk about authentic and quality relationships. Who can do this? Literally everybody. I mean, it takes time. Um, there are people who are better at it than others, and I've noticed that people who are, um, how do I say this? People who are more <sighs> pedantic, people who are more intellectual, sometimes they struggle with it more, but it really has nothing to do with whether you're skilled at it or not. It has more to do with um, do you are you are you good at slowing down listening and um letting people talk and if you can develop the patience in order to let people talk um and 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 really love people right and we haven't talked about that but that's there's a there's a healing power in you having genuine love for the person sitting across from you and it doesn't need to be like you know, it's not like a husband and a wife kind of love, but I legitimately care about you. If you can, and I think everybody, not everybody's great at that, but we can grow in that. That's a skill. It's not uh, just a talent that I was given and nobody else was, right? You're kind of talking about like the agape love or the brotherly love yeah, kind you, of love. You're, you're able to just like appreciate how that person was made, who they are, what they are. And in doing that, um, if you can do that, if you can learn to do that, and literally everybody can do that, 
you can do this. Sure. And you can you can be an ear for somebody who's struggling. If you have advice and if you have you know wisdom in that area, you can provide it. And when you don't, you can say, you know, I don't, but I know somebody who would be great to help you. And, you know, I think it's always helpful to have a couple of resources there in your back pocket for when that happens. But everybody can do this. Well, and that's a really great segue into my last question, which is how can Journey help? You know, Journey Coaching is yep. a peer-to-peer coaching process. Um, you've gone through it. Yep. How, how would you suggest to people if they, if they want to get plugged in, they want to start building some authentic yeah. relationships. How can Journey help? So Journey is a great place for this. And I'll, I'll give you a story from my life that's going on right now is I have a friend who's going through kind of a hard time in his life. And um, he's literally at a place where he just kind of needs to reevaluate his way forward in what he's going through. And so I said, well, hey, I've got this book that kind of talks about strengths and weaknesses. It kind of helps identify your story and, and what has been the good things that have been going on in your life. And we're literally just using it as a guide map for us to have a conversation about his life and where he's going from here. That's perfect. Well, thank you, Travis, for being on this this podcast. Um, this has been a conversation with Travis Coulter um, on the topic of coming alongside someone who's hurting or has tough circumstances. And we've also been talking a lot about um, how to build and how to maintain authentic quality relationships. It, um, at Journey, we're really interested in that. We're interested in the conversations that matter to you and to your relationships. You want to grow. We want to help. Not only with podcasts, but we encourage you to get into one-on-one coaching relationships. A good place to start is with the Journey 7 Session Coaching Process. Um, You can find out more about that at journeycoaching.org. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.